This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. A growing number of pilots are speaking out about debilitating injuries they suffered after receiving the COVID vaccine. Some of the accounts are hair-raising and deeply troubling. Imagine yourself on a plane with one of these pilots. An ex-Pfizer Vice President says that those who are advocating universal vaccine are guilty of crimes against humanity. Crimes against humanity. 17,000 doctors, more than 17,000 physicians and medical scientists around the world are calling on nations to lift health emergency declarations to restore scientific integrity and address crimes against humanity. All of these friends right before us here today on Viewpoint. We have not talked about COVID now for at least a month. And there's a reason for that, because we don't want to inundate people with things that, uh, well, there are so many other things that we're talking about. In fact, Russia's war on Ukraine and so on. On the other hand, these other things continue to go on behind the scenes and people are suffering and people are dying. Biden's top medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, said in a recent interview that with immunity from COVID-19 vaccines waning, we've got to get people boosted. Really? We've got to get people boosted in the face of all the science, the scientific reports and studies that are coming out showing how devastating these so-called jabs or shots that are not vaccines are resulting in people's deaths and massive injuries from which they will never, ever recover. In a Good Morning America segment, ABC News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. Jennifer Ashton warned it's possible that repeated boosting actually can weaken your immune system. So, are news media trying to save face now? That most people are aware of the harm coming from COVID shots? Or are most people not aware? Today, you will become aware if you were not before. I hope you'll listen carefully. Listen with your heart and your head. Listen with an eye toward real science and not toward fraudulent science. Indeed, doctors are claiming now that what has happened in the name of science was sheer fraud. Sheer fraud. Taking away people's lives and health all on the back of massive profits and a desire to gain popularity and power, and to establish a new world order. Welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And speaking of conviction, my Bible tells me that God desires truth in the inward parts. 
In other words, in the deepest recesses of our minds and hearts, God desires truth. Apparently, the Dr. Fauci's of the world, the CDC's of the world, and so on, the National Health Institute's of the world, and also the World Health Organization's of the world, and all of those who follow lockstep to their non-scientific reports and demands, apparently they don't know that the Bible says that God, the creator of the universe, desires truth in the inward parts. The psalmist David said, judge me according to my integrity. That is the alignment of what I say I believe and the words of my mouth and what my life actually demonstrates, both in word and in truth. My integrity. Apparently, there is no integrity, no scientific integrity in these various massive pharmaceutical outfits, including the news media, including our government officials that have lockstep promoted these as absolutely safe. A president of the United States who continues to spout how safe the vaccines are And yet his own vice president, after having had four vaccines or boosters, still got COVID. And Stephen Colbert, after his being fully vaxxed, still got COVID. What are these so-called jabs actually doing? Are they preventing anything? Or are they actually creators of serious serious medical problems that are going to haunt not only the American people, but people worldwide for a generation to come. All of that here on Viewpoint Today. And again, I'm so glad that you've joined us. We try to confront the deepest issues of America's heart and home right here on Viewpoint. Our viewpoint concerning these issues determines destiny. When people think the word science, they think God they think science is a virtual god. It's a godlike uh, entity, but it's not an entity at all. Science is merely a process. It's a process of investigation, drawing conclusions from uh, theories and uh, uh, ideas that have come across, and then you test them out and you try to prove whether or not they're true or not. But science is not firm. Science continues to move, and that's why you cannot trust science. Science is just a process. It's called the scientific method. It's a method. It's not a substance. Yes, the developments of science have produced many wonderful things. No one would dispute that. But science is not God. Science is not the repository of all truth, nor is it the the filter through which truth should be determined. The mere fact that someone uses the word science or says follow the science does not mean anything necessarily. Depending upon the integrity and truthfulness of the person who's saying it. So when Dr. Fauci says, follow the science, and he tells the American people, which he did, 
that indeed he had to communicate all of these things to protect his integrity. The reality is he wasn't protecting his integrity at all. What he was doing was protecting his power, his perks, and his position as the most highly rewarded, financially highly salaried person in the American government. Can you believe that? Dr. Anthony Fauci. Power, perks, and position. What will people do to sacrifice their integrity in the name of integrity to protect power, perks, and position? Today on Viewpoint, friends, you might want to get a handkerchief or a Kleenex or something to wipe the tears as we share with you what has happened in America concerning COVID. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismar, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Today, we look at the fallout. We look at the fallout not from COVID itself, but from the so-called vaccines, from the jabs that have been touted as fundamentally safe. You never heard on television or radio, did you, a promotion concerning the Pfizer vaccine, jabs, Janssen, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, any of those. You never heard any of the warnings about the potential damages, did you? Now, if you listen to television advertising concerning any product that has anything to do with treatment of your body or your mind, any part of it, you'll notice that it's always accompanied with vast warnings. Have you noticed that there was never, ever, ever a warning given in touting the so-called vaccines? That should tell you something. First of all, they were never really approved by the federal, by the FDA. They were just allowed to get out there as an emergency treatment. Never fully approved. How could such a thing be done? And why would it be done? When all the other kinds of treatments, they wouldn't have allowed you to use ivermectin. They wouldn't allow you to use hydroxychloroquine because they said, they, meaning the so-called voices of science, said, well, it's just not designed for that purpose, and yet it had a history, a record of safety for dozens, not just dozens of years, decades. But they wouldn't let you use it. Why? Because it wouldn't give any money to the pharmaceutical agencies. It would not allow the power and the money to flow. 
also, think about this, it would not have allowed the fear factor to continue to be exploited to bring every man, woman, and child on the planet under the fear that would allow governments to control the people and bring them and prepare them for ushering into a new world or global order, which is exactly what Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, said that the leaders must do in order not to allow this crisis of COVID to go without taking advantage of it. That's what he said. And he said, Joe Biden is the one to help effectuate it all, which is exactly what he did. Now, let's take a look at, let's break the silence now and take a look at what has been really happening. And these are just, shall we say, a smattering of what we could really be reporting on today. From the World Tribune came this headline, Commercial pilots injured by COVID vaccination break their silence. This came out last week. A growing number of pilots are speaking out about debilitating injuries they suffered after receiving the COVID vaccine. Some hair-raising and deeply disturbing. Now, remember, this; these are just a few, so you can get a sense of what has taken place. You know the report that we shared with you, uh, oh, maybe eight months ago, concerning the pilots. What was it, four or five pilots in the U.K. who immediately after getting the uh, vaccine suffered terrible problems. In fact, I think they died. It shook the airline industry worldwide. But it didn't matter because there's a bigger agenda at stake here, not people's lives, but a global government. That, my friends, is the bigger agenda here. That's the agenda that Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates are engaged in. The same Bill Gates who now is talking about developing a needleless vaccine that spreads like a virus to the unvaccinated. Yes, you heard that correctly. If we have time, we'll share more with the details of that toward the end of the program. It wasn't enough to cause massive injury and death to untold thousands or hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people across this world as a result of these untested, untried, unproven experimental vaccines. That wasn't enough. No, we've got to get the whole world now. We've got to control the whole world, says Bill Gates, through some kind of vaccine. So here are the pilots. Commercial pilot Bob Snow told the Defender, that is a, a publication, that after he had received a Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine, he experienced sudden cardiac arrest and said he would probably never fly again. I was hoping to teach my daughter to fly, he said. She wants to be a pilot, but that will probably never happen courtesy of the vaccine. 
Snow was a captain with a major U.S. airline. He received the J&J jab on November 4, 2021, as a result of an ambivalent company mandate to receive the vaccine or be terminated. Notice the complicity, then, with the major corporations in America for this globalization event. According to Pilot Snow, he began experiencing issues a little over two months after receiving the vaccine, and on April 9th, he suffered cardiac arrest immediately after landing at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Imagine you were on that flight, my friend. What if he had had the cardiac arrest just before landing? Snow said he had no history of prior significant cardiac issues and no known family history. He said, my career is over. Agriculture pilot Cody Flint said that he had been perfectly healthy before receiving his first and only dose of the COVID vaccine on February 1st, 2021. He said, I've been extremely healthy my whole life with no underlying conditions. The last FAA medical I received, he said, was on January 19th, 2021, just 10 days before receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. He went on to say that within 30 minutes after receiving the so-called vaccine, he developed a severe burning headache at the base of his skull and blurred vision. He said, I thought the pain would go away eventually, but it didn't. Two days later began his seasonal job as an agricultural pilot. He said, approximately one hour into my flight, I felt starting to rapidly decline and I was developing severe tunnel vision. I felt an extreme burst of pressure in my skull and ears. Various doctors refused to consider that his recent vaccination caused his symptoms. Instead, by the way, the doctors have been almost totally indoctrinated. All they have done is walk in lockstep to what Fauci or the CDC says, as if they were God. Yet they changed their tune over and over and over. Don't wear a mask. That's ridiculous. Wear a mask. Some of you could wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear three masks. You get the point. So instead of being properly treated, the doctors prescribed meclizine for vertigo and Xanax for panic attacks. Doctors said he would be completely better within two days, but two days later, Flint said he could barely walk without falling over. So he sought a second opinion. Flint visited the Ear and Balance Institute, where he was diagnosed with left and right paralymphatic fistulas, a lesion in the inner ear, and a highly elevated intracranial pressure due to swelling in his brain stem. Intracranial pressure had risen so high, he said, that it caused both of my inner ears to blow out. Doctors told him that is usually caused by major head trauma. Oh, he did get some major head trauma, but it came from inside, not outside. It came for the vaccine. My daughter, uh, doctors at the Ear and Balance Institute clearly stated my health issues were a direct result of a severe adverse reaction to the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Another pilot, Greg Pearson. 
He said, I felt extremely pressured to consider getting vaccinated, even though I am adamant against any mandates that violate personal freedom choices. I'd never had a flu shot in my lifetime. I reluctantly received the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine on August 26, 2021. The onset of symptoms was almost immediate, he said, beginning approximately 14 hours after receiving the vaccine. He said he experienced an extremely erratic and highly elevated heart rate. He was diagnosed with atrial fibrillation. When he brought the subject up to the ER cardiologist, the woman responded, well, I, I don't want to repeat the word that she used on radio. In fact, I don't use it in my vocabulary. I refuse to use this term, but it's very use, uh, commonly used. Well, things just happen. American Airlines pilot Wilbur Rolf, Wolf suffered a major seizure following his COVID vaccination, and it cost him his life. His widow shared her laced husband's story. Wolf was a former Marine just a few years from retirement and was definitely against getting this vaccine, but he was put in a position to take it or lose his job as captain. Notice the threats at every level, friends. Maybe you received threats or felt that you were under a threat because you were. So Mr. Wolf received the J&J jab on November 9, 2021. On day 11, it started with a migraine-like headache. On November 22nd, 13 days after the COVID vaccine, he had a seizure. Was paralyzed on his right side, arm and leg was taken to the emergency room. At the emergency room, a CT scan showed he was experiencing brain bleeding. And he continued to have convulsions. Wolf never regained consciousness and died November 26, 2021, only 17 days after receiving the COVID vaccine. Somebody might say, well, these are just anecdotal. These don't really say anything. Friends, these are just illustrations. These aren't the full extent of the reports. These are just illustrations. Now, how significant is this problem? Well, would an ex-Pfizer vice president's observations and conviction mean anything to you. He has nothing to lose because he's no longer the vice president of the company. So in just three months, from the first day of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccine rollout on December 1st, 2020, through February 28th, 2021, there were 1,223 deaths, 42,000 adverse events caused by the jab that were reported to Pfizer. Those are just the ones that were reported to Pfizer. Many of these, maybe more than were reported, were not reported. And that was just in three months, friends. Just the first three months. 1,223 deaths, 42,000 adverse events. Michael Yaden who has 32 years in the pharmaceutical industry and worked as the head of allergy and respiratory research for Pfizer from 1995 to 2011, said it was never appropriate. This is a quotation. It was never appropriate to attempt to end the pandemic with a novel technology vaccine. Notice, novel. This was not approved. It wasn't even 
meaningfully tested because there was no means to test it over time. It was experimental. In other words, you were the test. Yadin went on to say it's simply not possible to obtain data demonstrating adequate longitudinal safety in the time period any pandemic can last. Those who pushed this line of argument and enabled the gene-based agents to be injected needlessly into billions of innocent people are guilty. Guilty of what? Here's what he said. Guilty of crimes against humanity. That's the third time now we have heard that phrase. Crimes against humanity. That's serious stuff, friends. That's very serious stuff. It reveals that those who perpetrated these things, whether governments, medical people, doctors, or media, did so without care there for anyone. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Some of the most well-known doctors in the world who have offered their reputations on the altar of protecting the American people and the people around the world from the horrific results from these so-called vaccines are saying that notwithstanding what we're seeing so far, we haven't begun to see the full ramifications of these jabs. That they're going to have a cumulative effect in people's bodies over time. Maybe going to five years, even ten years down the road. Remember, this was just totally experimental. On every other drug, the FDA has to go through years of all these testing and the tr- extreme expense that pharmaceutical companies go through to pass through these tests. But not so when you've got a global agenda in hand that you're going to seize for the moment to use for all that it's worth to drive the new world order and submit, bring billions of people on the planet under submission to ruthless governments, including that of the United States of America. I say ruthless in that they did not care about truly testing these things. They just made representations. Now, if a company makes a representation during uh, to a product and they know that it's in that it, that it's not true, guess what? There are civil lawsuits that are brought 
against that company or against that perpetrator to prove that they dealt with impunity toward the health and welfare of the people who purchased those products. In other words, they lied. They deceived the people, and they would sustain massive financial liability. Do you know that these companies were protected by our government from such liability? Why? What was it that motivated our government uh, authorities, including Dr. Fauci, what was it that motivated them, other than care of the American people, to proceed with such a ruthless, uncaring, untested methodology that everyone behind the scenes knew was high risk? It was a different agenda. It was not the health and welfare of the people. It was to bring the people under dominion so that the world could be moved more expeditiously to the fulfillment of the long-desired one world order or government. You may not like to hear me say that, but it is true. Just follow the words out of the mouths of those who were perpetrating it. And follow the various words coming out of, for instance, Dr. Fauci's mouth. He changed his so-called scientific opinions from one day to the next, and he called that science? No. He actually went so far as to claim that he was the incarnation of science itself, and that if you disagreed with him, you disagreed with science. And that itself was an unscientific statement to make. No, friends, this thing is fraught with something far worse than anybody really imagined. Let's go back to the former vice president of Pfizer. 32 years in the pharmaceutical industry. He said natural immunity is obviously stronger than any protection for the vaccines. He said that's been proven over and over. Over 150 studies attest to that statement. The COVID vaccines also were sure, he said, to be toxic. He said, adding that it was only a matter of degree of toxicity. Quote, having selected spike protein to be expressed, a protein which causes blood clotting to be initiated, a risk of thromboembolic adverse events was burned into the very design of these jabs. Yadin said that the worst flu season in the past 10 years was worse than the threat posed by the COVID virus. In other words, the COVID virus, has, which has been admitted most recently by Dr. Fauci and by Bill Gates, was basically just another flu. It wasn't really what they were telling us that it was. Something that was such a massive killer like uh, Ebola or the plague. No, it was a viral flu. That's what it was. We tried to report on that here on this program. Many people, I'm sure, thought that that was ridiculous. No, 
it came out to be absolutely admitted. It was a serious flu. So what did we do in response? That was seized upon to accomplish a nefarious end. Another agenda altogether that was hidden from the recognition of the majority of people on this planet, including most Americans, including many most pastors, including most doctors. Do you see how easily people are deceived, friends? Do you see how easily people are seduced by fear and threats? Now, I want to ask you a question. If that many people can be so quickly and easily seduced to adopt something which they had questions about and had every reason to have questions about, and things that were being forced upon them under threat of losing jobs and so on, why do you think such people would not receive the mark of the beast? Oh, friends, they'll be much more willing to receive the mark of the beast than they would the shot. Why? Because the fear and the threats will be multiplied dramatically. You won't be able to buy or sell. Are you beginning to get the bigger picture yet? You're not? You have to hide yourself, friends. You have to uh, be blind in one eye and refuse to see out of the other, not to begin to see the implications of this. The implications are vast. Dr. Yaden said that the worst flu season was worse than the threat posed by the COVID virus. He said, and what we do, what do we do in response to seasonal influenza? Well, nothing really beyond offering, not mandating, but offering vaccines, which he said are not much use. And he's right. They're not much use. Why? Because those vaccines were designed to deal with last year's influenza, not the current version. But people trust them. The doctors recommend them. And you'll go to your family doctor and they'll ask you, did you get your flu shot yet? In asking the question, the presumption is that flu shot is going to be efficacious to keep you from getting the flu, maybe 90%. It just isn't true. Why do we believe such a thing is true? Because we have put inordinate trust in the word science or in the word medicine. Should we have no trust whatsoever in the concept of science? There's nothing wrong with the concept of science itself. It's a method. It's not a thing in and of itself. It's a methodology that helps us to learn and discover, actually to discover how God made the universe and how we can best respond to it. But it's not God, and it's not worthy of our trust in that sense. 
Everything must be tested, my friends. Everything. Especially now. And 17,000 doctors are saying just that. They're decrying the disastrous COVID-19 public health policies. More than 17,000 physicians and medical scientists from around the world are calling on the nations to lift health emergency declarations to restore scientific integrity and address crimes against humanity. There it is again. Crimes against humanity. Isn't this the, this is the third or fourth time in this program that we've run across that from various different sources. Among the signatories of these 17,000 physicians is Dr. Robert Malone, who was the inventor of the mRNA technology behind the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. And he argues that the concerns raised in the declaration that these doctors are making go way beyond COVID-19 threatening constitutional rights. He said the fourth declaration of the global COVID summit that we're now reporting on states that the COVID policies imposed over the last two years, quote, are the the culmination of a corrupt medical alliance of pharmaceutical insurance and healthcare institutions, along with the financial trusts which control them. He goes on to say they have infiltrated our medical system at every level and are protected and supported by a parallel alliance of big tech, media, academics, and government agencies who profited from this orchestrated catastrophe. 17,000 doctors, friends around the world, have signed this statement. And they're representative of many, many thousands more. It goes on to say the corrupt alliance continues to advance unscientific claims by censoring data and intimidating and firing doctors and scientists for simply publishing actual clinical results or treating their patients with proven life-saving medicine. In other words, it's a virtual conspiracy of these forces, a confederation of them. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. If Jesus, my friends, were to come down from the Mount of Olives... On the Sunday morning from his cru- before his crucifixion and were to enter into the temples of the 
pharmaceutical money chambers, uh, uh, changers, and government agencies and news media, all of which were in a confederation, so to speak, to enforce the taking of something that was so dangerous, not only temp- on the temporal basis, but over a long period of time, so dangerous, what would he do? What would Jesus do? I'll tell you what he'd do. He'd do the same thing that he did with regard to those money chambers changers at the temple. He'd turn over their tables and their money and take out a whip, and he would say, my house shall be made a house of prayer, and you have made it a den of thieves. That's what he would do. He would say, the anger and vengeance of my house has, of thine house has eaten me up. So I ask you today, as you listen to even this, these small incidences, these illustrative experiences that we're sharing with you here, what stirs in your mind and heart? Is it anger? Is it bitter tears? Is it emotional breakdown of feeling like you have been totally betrayed by institutions and people that you trusted? Or all of the above? They would all be appropriate reactions. Because they're not designed, those reactions are not designed to protect you but because of the wickedness and the evil that has been perpetrated on vast numbers of people who were unsuspecting of the wickedness that was afoot. That's what these 17,000 doctors are saying. The 17,000 Global COVID Summit physicians and medical scientists represent a much larger, enlightened global medical community who refuse to be compromised and are united and willing to risk the wrath of the corrupted medical alliance to defend the health of their patients. They argue that restoring the people's trust in medicine begins with free and open dialogue between physicians and medical scientists. They said, we declare the state of national emergency which facilitates corruption and extends the pandemic should be immediately terminated. They've also argued that masks, quote, have never been effective protection against an airborne respiratory virus. Did you hear that? Masks have never been effective protection. We've said that over and over and over again here on this program. Dr. Fauci said that from the beginning, that he changed his mind. Why? Control, friends, power and control to accomplish fear among the people and government control. They're calling for funding and research to address vaccination damage, death, and suffering. They charge that vaccine makers, listen to this carefully, these 17,000 doctors representative of a much larger uh, global medical community who refuse to be com- uh, compromised 
are charging the vaccine makers, Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech, Janssen, AstraZeneca, and their enablers with withheld and willfully omitted safety and effectiveness information from patients and physicians and should be immediately indicted for fraud. Those are not my words. That's a direct quote from 17,000 doctors who have signed this document. Yet despite disaster's results, Team Biden is still compelling and paying hospitals to use one of the most dangerous of the drugs that came out for so-called treatment of COVID, remdesivir used as the primary treatment for COVID despite the drug being highly ineffective against the virus and routinely causing severe adverse reactions. Despite its horrible track record, the World Tribune says the U.S. government actually pays hospitals a 20% upcharge for sticking to the remdesivir protocol plus an additional bonus. And hospitals were required to use remdesivir if they wanted liability protections at Dr. Joseph Mercola. Incentives like these have turned the U.S. hospitals into veritable death traps, he said, as more effective and far safer drugs were not allowed, and hospitals are essentially forced to follow the recommendations of the U.S. Centers for D- Disease uh, Control and Prevention. And here it is. Remdesivir is also an extremely expensive drug, costing between $2,300 and $3,100, depending on your insurance. Yet ivermectin, which has been very effective against COVID and shown to outperform other drugs, costs between $48 and $94 just for 20 pills. You see, it was all about money and control. In fact... Dr. McCullough said all COVID treatment drugs recommended by U.S. health authorities and pushed by their allies and allies in big media have been disastrous in one way or the other. All the ones that they have promoted. Now, after all this and a feral information request, FOIA, the FDA now as of this month, is sharply restricting COVID vaccine over risk of major blood clotting syndrome. Yeah. Janssen, Johnson & Johnson, FDA said there is a risk of thrombosis, uh, a syndrome of rare and potentially life-threatening blood clots in combination with low levels of blood platelets with onset of symptoms approximately one to two weeks following the administration of the Janssen COVID-19 vaccine. The FDA is admitting now that COVID-19 vaccines other than Janssen's may not be clinically appropriate. A new peer-reviewed analysis of data published in the prestigious British scientific journal of nature found a 25% increase in emergency calls for cardiac arrest and sudden onset coronary issues among young adults 16 to 39 years of age. 
the researchers concluded that the increase in emergency heart issues was associated with COVID-19 vaccination, not with COVID-19 infections. A mom, Stephanie DeGray, DeGray, is reporting that participants in Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine trial, which included her 12-year-old daughter, Maddie, were led to believe that the vaccine had already been proven safe, even for children. They were told potential symptoms included only things like injection site pain and nausea and vomiting. But within hours of her second Pfizer shot, Maddie DeGaray, now 13 years of age, experienced a cascade of debilitating and painful adverse reactions that for over a year have left her in a wheelchair and unable to swallow food. Other reactions started in the middle of the night, said the mother. In the following day, she began to scream, Mom, Mom, my heart, my heart, my heart feels like it's being ripped through my neck, screaming and crying. But they were provided with no means of reporting and writing about these severe adverse responses. Over a year after the onset, and six months since Comcast decided to pull its, an advertisement by the DeGrays that were warning Joe Biden and parents about this, they have still received no acknowledgement from Pfizer, the FDA, or the CDC. Now, forced into the open by a FOIA request, the public has become increasingly aware of the enormous number of severe adverse reactions that Pfizer recorded during just the first three months of the vaccine rollout in the United States. What is most shocking is that all the adverse reactions being widely reported were known and discussed by FDA and CDC officials in October of 2020, months before Maddie DeGaray and other children entered the Cincinnati Children's Hospital trial. They knew about it, but they didn't disclose it. What would you call that? If these people were brought before a civil court on charges of fraud, intentional causation of the of emotional distress and so on what do you think the judgment by a jury would be it would be so vast friends it might be in the trillions of dollars that's how egregious this is a rheumatologist said that 40 percent of his 3,000 vax patients reported injury 40 percent of them an embalmer a funeral home said he had seen alarm by mysterious blood clots in vaccinated people who were dead. He said 15 of his colleagues in other funeral homes experienced the same thing. They had never, ever, ever experienced such a thing. 65% of the cases exhibited these clots among the dead. As of April 13th, a group called Good Sciencing has recorded 620 athlete deaths and 937 athlete cardiac arrests and other serious health issues following COVID shots. 
And finally, <clears throat> Pfizer COVID shots convert into DNA in human cells. Contrary to the CDC's claim that the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines do not change or interact with your DNA in any way, a Swedish study finds Pfizer shots go into liver cells and convert to DNA. It's the first time that researchers have shown in vitro how an mRNA vaccine is converted into DNA on a human liver cell, liver cell line. Dr. Peter McCullough, an internist, cardiologist, and epidemiologist, who is of the leading critics of the COVID vaccine, said the findings have enormous implications of permanent chromosomal change that could drive a whole new genre of chronic disease in the years to come. The CD assures Americans that the mRNA and the spike protein it produces in COVID-19 vaccines to create an immune response don't last long in the body, says the agency. Our cells break down mRNA and get rid of it within a few days after vaccination. The CDC also says on its webpage that the genetic material delivered by mRNA vaccines never enters the nucleus of your cells. Are they lying intentionally? Because it does. Do you realize what the DNA is, friends? That's your very signature of life from God. These doctors are trying to play God. And look at the damage they're doing. Are you weeping yet? Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint today. Very painful to deliver this information, but we need to know it. It's better to trust the Lord, my friends, than to put confidence in men. Yes, even so-called scientists. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner. Send your gifts by faith, friends, to Save America Ministries. Do it today. We're confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. God desires truth in the inward parts. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. 